Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. I am Jill. I am the host of this podcast and I am the owner and CEO of the Uplift Effect Coaching and Consulting. I am thrilled that you are here today and today I am going to talk about how I have personally used sports to teach my children what I believe are really important things that they are going to need for the next chapters of their life. So I am giving you not an exhaustive list, but just 15 quick things that I could quickly come up with that I know these things are things I am using as a parent to help parent my children because I know they are critical skills that they're going to have to learn one way or another. And I believe as an athlete, my own self, that this is a really good way in real life, real time experiences to learn valuable lessons that will make a huge difference on and off the field. I'm going to give you a quick introduction and I will meet you back on the other side. Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. This is Jill and I am the host and owner of the Uplift Effect Coaching and Consulting. I transform moms from and children from chaos to calm. That is my calling. It is what I love doing. And you are going to hear evidence of the two things that bring me to this podcast. First and probably most importantly, I am a mother of four children. And while they are not all tiny anymore, I have three teenagers at home, which, oh my goodness. And I have one uh, young adult that is in college. But the other thing is I come to this with a background uh, as a grief and trauma therapist and have spent years helping families in crisis. And if you're wondering about the V formation, the birds, the logo, head on back to the very first episode. It's a very cool story. It is well worth a listen and it will help this all make much more sense. I am on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there. I also have a YouTube channel. Maybe that's how you're listening. But if you would like more information and how to work with me more directly to transform your chaos to calm, you can DM me through those avenues. Thank you so much for listening to the Uplift Effect podcast. Okay, I'm back. And I'm excited to talk to you about how sports can really be a very effective way in which to help instill some things in our children as parents that we're going to need to do in some form or fashion. Now, the background is, is that I was also an athlete. I, um, at various ages in my life, have participated in sports, but I really actually came into being more competitive in sports as an adult. And I was a runner and I found out that I was very good at that. And I was actually very good at long distance running. And I ended up loving uh, triathlons. I ended up getting into bodybuilding and competing in that. And my children have seen me do sports all of their life. And so it has always been kind of an undercurrent in my own life. Um, they have come to most every event I have had, and they have been very, very involved and invested in my sports. And I believe that is because I have been very invested in theirs. And I believe that there are some key 
components. I have listed 15 of them. That is not a full exhaustive list. It's just a, a, a list of things that I feel like have been very successful as I have parented my kids and have used sports to instill and plant seeds in their lives that I know they're going to need later in life. So I'm also going to quote Coach Wooden, who many of you would recognize that name. He was a well-known basketball coach, and he has a book called Coach Wooden and has uh, quite a few quotes in that book that I'm going to throw in um, in my list. So first of all, let me say, number one, sports has given me an opportunity to teach my children the difference between emotionally reacting and logically responding. This has been an undercurrent in every sport. I don't care what sport it was. We have played a lot of the sports like basketball, baseball, football, track, cross country, swimming, gymnastics, all of it. And I have had many, many, many opportunities to, after the game, walk through play by play and event by event and walk my children through. So when you saw your coach or the other team's coach start to come unglued, the ump uh, maybe made a bad call or the ref on the football field or whatever, and it happens very commonly in football because it's such an intense sport. When your coach became emotionally reactive, everything began to fall apart. Your team began to make mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And what happens when we emotionally react is that we are more prone to deteriorate in our skill set. You cannot react and respond at the same time. You cannot emotionally react and logically respond in the same uh, situation very well. You're going to do one or the other. And I have shown my kids over and over again that if you can keep your emotion under control, you are going to be able to be the athlete that you have trained to be. But if you start getting your emotions out of control, things are going to deteriorate. They have watched it in their coaches. They have watched it in their teammates as they've gotten older. And it has been costly We've had coaches get kicked out, we've had teammates get kicked out, and we have had teammates get so worked up on a football field that it begins to deteriorate the sideline and everything falls apart. It's also given me an opportunity to talk to my children about leadership under those circumstances, but we'll get to that. So that's the first one. It has taught, it has given me an opportunity to teach my children the value of keeping your emotion under control, not reacting, and logically responding, even in quick split seconds. Number two, adversity. You are going to have adversity in every single sport you participate in. You're going to have it with your coach. You're going to have it with your teammates. You're going to have it with trash talking um, with the other team. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be difficult times. There's going to be things that go wrong. What do you do and can you get back up when things start to go sideways? Number three, attitude. Attitude is a huge component of what sports is all about. Again, when things go wrong, what happens? Coach Wooden says things turn out best for those people who make the best 
of the way things turn out. He also says, don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. That's about what's going on between your two ears. And I have coached my oldest son in track and cross country, which was a phenomenal experience. Most moms do not get the opportunity to coach their sons. And he won state in track. And the incredible opportunity to be a part of that experience with him is something that I will forever treasure. But we talked about over and over and over again that you can practice and practice and practice, run all the drills, but what's going on between your two ears is actually more important than anything else that's going on. You have to practice in the rain. You have to practice when you're hurting, when you don't feel good, when it's not fun. That's about attitude. Number four is character. Who are you off the field very often determines who you are going to be on the field. Coach Wooden says winning takes talent, but to repeat that takes character. Number five, competitive spirit. I have got children that have very competitive spirits, all four of them, but to different degrees. And sports has been an incredible outlet for that competitiveness. And what I mean by that is the ability to never give up. It has been an incredible opportunity to help all of my children learn the value of getting back up and never giving up to the very, very end. We have won games in a final play in overtime multiple times. We have been behind by a lot in the sixth inning and turned a baseball game around in one inning in the seventh inning at our very last at bat with two outs. You never give up. And that's about having a competitive spirit to never quit till the very end. Discipline, number six, discipline. When it's hot, when it's hard, when you're tired, when you had prom the night before, are you willing to go to bed early, come home early, get up early, do what has to be done on and off the field in order to be disciplined enough to be the best athlete you can possibly be? Number seven, little details. Little details matter. The sum of small things actually win ball games. Coach Wooden says it's the little details that are vital. Little things make big things happen. Number eight, mistakes. Do you get back up after a mistake? Or does that just ruin everything? Of course, that's closely connected to attitude, but my kids, all three of my boys and my daughter have had to learn to make a mistake, to not perform their best and to get back up and keep going. Maybe even that very same second, maybe the next game, maybe the next swim meet. What do you do when you haven't done your best and you made a mistake? Do you have enough grit to show back up and do it again? Number nine, criticism. We have had many, many coaches with all different kinds of personalities. And I have walked my children through a variety of different scenarios. But the, but the main thing is, is are you coachable? 
What are you going to do when the coach criticizes how you have done something? Are you able to set aside your ego and be coachable? Are you able to be humble enough to recognize that your way isn't the only way and you have to be coachable and your coach might know more than you? We have had um, situations where I have had to remove my kids from a team. It was not a fun experience because the coach had sorely misunderstood the difference between coaching and personally attacking and criticism that now had become abusive. And it was a very difficult thing for me to do. I have never done it, but that one time and It was something that it was important for me to walk through with my children, to teach them about why I was doing this, why it was important. And it's a story maybe for another time, but it was turned out to be an incredible learning opportunity for my children. And we had other coaches that rose to the occasion sometime later that salvaged one of my boys' love for baseball who said he would never step foot on a baseball field again. Criticism is not easy to take, but you have to be coachable. Number 10, preparation. Physically and mentally, are you able and willing to put in the preparation? Coach Wooden says, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And I could not agree with him more. What you do in practice will determine what you do at the start line, at the beginning of the game, or in the fourth quarter. How you practice is how you are going to perform. And what you do mentally is going to make the difference where physically you might be lacking. Number 11, winning and losing. Can you Humbly, or win humbly and lose gracefully. Both of those things are equally important. We learn a lot in winning, but we learn more potentially in losing. We have to do it gracefully. Number 12, success. How are you going to define success? It's not always by numbers on a scoreboard. 13, teamwork. Most of my children play team sports. Not all of them. My oldest son, he did run track. He did run cross country. My daughter is a swimmer. But even in individual sports, they have all played and participated in relay events in their sports. That is still about teamwork. And you know what? Coincidentally, their times are always better in the relays. Why is that? Because of the teamwork. They don't want to let their team down. But teamwork is also very challenging because you've got to learn to work with the kid who isn't rising to the occasion. And that's where leadership becomes so critical. One of my children particularly is a very strong leader. And that is hard. When you demand the best of yourself and you've got to work with kids that are not wired that way, you still have to learn how to lead effectively, although they do not come with the same mindset that you do. 
and being a good leader on a football field or on a baseball field or on a basketball court or on a track or in a pool is going to spill over into every other aspect of our children's lives. 14, confidence. Sports has been an incredible avenue for my children who weren't just born naturally with a ton of confidence. And I have written before about how my youngest, my fourth child, my daughter, has really, really needed sports to find her confidence. It was there all along, but she's just very, very shy and she struggled to do things out in front of people. Well, the good news about swimming is you're under the water. (laughs) And that did end up uh, being a blessing. And she found her confidence under the surface of the water. And it has been an incredible blessing to watch somebody who you wouldn't know had a very competitive spirit, but also was very shy and had to figure out how to work with the shyness so that she could tap into her competitive spirit. She's incredibly competitive, but she likes to be under the water where she's not on display. And you know what? I'm okay with that because she has had to learn to do it afraid, but to do it anyway. And we have talked over and over again that fear does not decide whether you do it. You decide whether you're going to do it. So even if you have to do it with your knees knocking and your stomach turning and scared to death, you do it anyway. Fear does not determine those things for you. That is a huge life lesson. Just because I'm afraid doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. Now there's logic involved. There is a time where fear does mean you shouldn't be doing it. Maybe it's not a good decision, but fear just in and of itself is not the determining factor. Number 15 is having a short-term memory. My children have had to learn to make mistakes and to get back up. You have to have a short-term memory in sports. You learn from your mistakes and you move on. Because there's another batter that's going to be up on that batter's box in just a minute. And if you have just made a mistake as a pitcher, so what? Move on. As a quarterback, as a safety, as a kid on the line, on, a, uh, on the basketball court, whatever it is, if you jump the gun and you jumped in too soon and you cost your team, you got to have a short-term memory and you have to pick up, get back up and move on to the next play into the next event. I believe these 15 things are things that are critically important for children to learn. I learned it in sports. I also learned it in music. I learned it by performing on stage in front of people. There are people who learn it through dance. You can learn it all kinds of ways. But we have to teach our children these things. And if you aren't using sports, what are you using? Find something. Be sure that you have your kids involved in music and band and and whatever it is. So that they have an opportunity to learn these very, very critical life skills. Because they're going to need them in the boardroom 
of an executive team that they're on. They're going to need them in their relationships that they have with their significant others. They're going to need them as they parent their own kids. They're going to need them in almost every aspect of their adult life. Because they are going to be faced with adversity. They are going to be faced with difficult emotional things to deal with. They are going to have to learn to be disciplined. And they are going to have to be people of good character. And life is not going to go right. And they are going to have to know. Because they have done it a million times before. That they are capable of getting back up. And being afraid and being fearful of something does not mean we don't do it. It actually may mean it's the very thing we need to do. We have to learn sometimes to fear less. Our kids have to learn how to take criticism and how to be coachable and teachable. And they've got to learn that what goes on between your two ears is actually a huge component of how we will be successful in life, however they define that. I hope you have found these 15 things to strike um, some uh, chords with you, to um, give you some ideas, some creative ways that you can also use whatever it is with your children to instill some things that I think they're going to need for this for this next journey in their life as they grow into adulthood. Thank you for listening to The Uplift Effect. I will have in the show notes places I hang out, my email address, how to contact me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your stories. And I have a moms group specifically for moms. Um, It's called the Moms of the Uplift Effect. Uh, And I want you, if you are a mom, to be a part of that. I have some really exciting things coming up in July. I have a summit that I am just so excited about that is completely free. It is 14 days of speakers every day, all pre-recorded, that you can listen to and learn from. And I am super excited to talk to you about that more in the coming weeks. So no, I have some really exciting stuff for you that is going to help you as we up-level your parenting skills and find your confidence in parenting. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will talk to you again next Monday. Bye-bye.